What's going on, everyone? Welcome. BitCast episode 106. We're back with another live show. Glad to have you with us. So today, you've got myself, as always, Ainsley Bowden, otherwise known as Porsche Power. You've got Dan. Forget about it. Rodriguez joining us. Dan, love the shirts. Yeah, baby. Should have yeah. worn like two or three weeks ago when Xbox did their... <laughs> I actually said that to my son a couple weeks ago. He said something like "sorry," and I looked at him. I said, "Don't be sorry. Be better." <laughs> common phrase in the Rodriguez house. <laughs> and then joining us for the first time, uh, our friend of the show, Darnay. You may know him better as PTK Blam, host of the Shop Podcast, which we will certainly talk about. Good morning, sir. Good morning. How's everybody doing? Thank you for inviting me on the show. I'm super excited, man. I'm just ready to get to these topics. Uh, everybody tune in, man. Retweet that link, man. We got It's going to be a great show. Thank you for inviting me, man. Yeah, of course. It's been too long. We were just talking prior to the show, and I've said this about a few other guests as well. Since we went live, you know, there's a bunch of people I've been wanting to have on. So mm -hmm. kind of making the rounds. You can't have like 10 people every week. So uh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> making the rounds. And, you know, we like to keep it a little smaller. We usually have three, four tops. So uh, we're going week by week. Um, so that's good. All right, man. Um, so yeah, shop podcast. Uh, you had me on. It's been quite a while uh, since yeah. I first had on, but I, I wanted to shout out to you because um, when I first started really kind of getting um, some growth into season gaming and talking about some bigger topics and uh, some recognition, you were the one of the first people to have me on. We had a real good chat and I mm -hmm. wanted to thank you for that. So appreciate Not it. Not a problem, bro. Not a problem. You guys got to put on a great show. I tell everybody, you know, since since I've had you on, I only watch a handful of shows and keep up, and you guys are one of the few, so you guys do a great job here. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. So let's, uh, as we always do, right, talk about uh, the guest background in gaming. So um, I know you guys cover everything. You've been around a long time like we have, of course. Mm -hmm. um, let's start from the beginning, man. What, uh, you know, like what generation did you get into gaming? What actually kind of sparked it initially? <sighs> Um, I, so I'm a Sega kid, man. Yes. All right. I'm going to have you on more often. Yeah, I'm sorry. It seems like everybody that comes on this show is a Sega kid. Hey, it, it is what <laughs> don't it question is. it. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just. Don't question it. It is what it is. So, yeah, I was a, I was a kid. After, after, so I started this podcast up early before I even had a computer because I used to argue with people when I was a kid about how much better Sega was than Super Nintendo. So, but yeah, I, I that's my that was my beginning Sega. My brother got one for Christmas and I saw him playing it. I was maybe I don't know, maybe eight, nine. And it, it was okay. Joe Montana football. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, and classic. I was like, okay, what is this? Like this is not Super Mario Brother. This is something completely <laughs> different. Yeah. So that's kind of what started the fire, lit the fire, so to speak. Okay. All right. So did you uh sounds like you're probably a little younger than Dan and I are than us mm -hmm. old, old fellas over here. <laughs> did you <laughs> did you miss the for the most part miss the 8-bit generation kind of started with Genesis Super Nintendo? No, I, I so my my grandma had a Nintendo cuz she ran a daycare so she had a, always had a ton of kids. Okay. She bought a Nintendo. I played it here and there. Um I was more like at that age I was outside playing all the time. I wasn't sure. playing, playing video games. The the Sega's what caught my eye. That Joe Montana footballs would really pull me in. So one of the first games to have it might have been the first to have the announcer, right? It used yeah. to do some little yeah. play by play, which little was play -play. amazing. Yep. yep. Before yeah. that I think it was just like Tech Mobile or something yep. like that. Yeah. yeah. 
Yep. And then, um, so, okay, you got started then. And then have you been kind of throughout your life kind of been uh, ever since then? Have you been part of it or kind of come and go? Absolutely. Absolutely, man. I've, I've owned just about every system, I mean, like Dreamcast, and Nintendo 64, yes. and uh, just everything, everything. So, yeah, I've, I've, I've been stuck since then. There was a little p- period of time there where I didn't play a whole lot of video games, probably like junior high school. I, I was super big into sports then, played okay. nothing but basketball at that time. But once I got to high school, I got back into video games. Okay. Yeah, I got you. I was kind of similar. I, after after high school, I got really into cars, and all we did was tune cars, race cars, yeah. <laughs> and so I was out all the time. But um, we all have those gaps. But yeah. that's awesome, man. So uh, tell us about Shop Podcast real quick. So I know you're you've been around a long time. Yeah. And Saturday, so you've actually got your show this evening. You do Saturdays yeah, yeah, at yeah. 6 p.m. Arizona time, and you guys yep. in Arizona are just wild with your time. So we're, <laughs> right, right now, that's currently the same as Pacific time for you guys yeah, listening. for now, so. for now. <laughs> so how, how'd you kind of get started into that, and how long have you been doing um, So the Shop Podcast is going on, you know, I, I think it's going to be four years now. I think it's nice. going to be four years now. Um, I started doing it, so... I didn't join Twitter till 2014, but the whole this whole the whole 2013 situation with Xbox kind of got me looking around YouTube trying to see if people had differences of opinions, and I realized that nobody there was really no uh, Xbox focused or just anybody really doing any videos about what was going on. So that got it, that got me looking around, which led me to go to Twitter, which led me to finding a uh, shout out to Next Gen. Um, you know, he was one of the first people, uh, even crap. Uh, even crap gamer at the time you know he had a podcast as well so those guys kind of got me into it mooch okay. those guys so yeah it's it kind of built from there so that, that's that's what kind of got me into it so the whole 2013 situation uh made me kind of dive into this podcasting and you know want to put out you know information in my own videos about what's going on in gaming okay cool we joke all the time so bert and i uh who's not on the show right now but he and i started this podcast i want to say 2017 mm-hmm. and uh we always joke all the time about going back and looking at some of those first couple episodes and how oh, bad they were man do you still have some of your originals out there i do so aaron greenberg was on my very first show really that's awesome yeah so so yeah he was my very very first podcast shout out to tim dog as well everybody knows who tim dog is on on twitter him and Aaron Greenberg and, and Chris Money Rumble from Xbox. Okay. He yeah. He was also. They were all on the the very first podcast. So it was a great. I mean, that was a, a hell of a way to start my yeah, no career. So uh, that everything's kind of snowballed since then, though. But yeah, I've had a ball doing it. Shop podcast, like you said, every Saturday. Uh, come hang out with us. We have a great show. Uh, we got a bunch of great panel. You know, we got great guests on all the time. Like Ainsley Hill, we'll be back. By the way, we will be back <laughs> on the show. You too, as well, Dan. I'm gonna make sure I grab you too now. That we're familiar with each other, but yeah. So yeah, these guys come check us out this evening as well, man. We we like to try and do the best we can to provide you guys with some fair, you know, solid information and have fun. Yeah, yeah. No, we. You know, we talk all the time here around. There, there's a lot of nonsense out there. A lot of, a lot of, you know. BS, a lot of discussion, a lot of what we call hashtag Twitter guy arguments and just people wanting to debate for no reason. So, um, yeah, we, we stay away from that. And, and most of the guys we have on here, I'd say all the guys we have on here stay yeah. away from that for the most part, too, because we just don't yeah. want to deal with it. So, yep. So uh, what's up, chat? Good to see everyone. Some regulars here. Good morning. Good afternoon, wherever you are. And yes, please share it out. Thank you for that, Matt. So share out and uh, like, you know, all the all the usual stuff. So. Um, let's get into some stuff then, guys. So we didn't... Oh, before we do that, speaking of old, look what just arrived. Yes, Turbo uh, Graphics yeah. Mini. It arrived like 20 minutes ago, just before we started the show. 
it was supposed to um it was supposed to come out you know around this time and then i got a notification it got delayed to next year because of the whole COVID situation and then um they updated it and said okay it's coming and it's supposed to come next week and then out of nowhere it just showed up today so i'm a three-day weekend with a new little turbo graphics mini i'm pretty excited man i'm going to jump into that later but anyway uh we didn't do a weekly poll this right Sorry, say again. I saw Gradius was on there. Is that right? Well, let's check it out, man. I I haven't even had time to look at it because I was getting ready for the show. So it's got it's got like um about bonk bonk. Oh yeah, it's got it's got bonk and bonk revenge, of course. It's got uh space harrier. It's got splatterhouse. It's mm. got um let's see air zonk. Um, the funny thing is, it's got like thirty turbo graphics games, which we knew here in the U.S. Right, Ninja Spirit, Blazing Lasers, but then it's also got like another fifty. Uh, maybe 40 uh, PC Engine games. So it's got a lot of like import games as well. Yeah, Gradius 2 right there, Dan. Nice. Super Darius, uh, Wise or Ease 1 and 2, Fantasy Zone, Galaga. Yeah, a lot of good stuff. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll try not to, to bore everyone by just geeking out over them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, we didn't do a poll this week, um, but we did get a listener question. I, I We hadn't had a listener question in a, in a little while because now that we're live show, we pretty much just chat with chat. But uh, we got a listener question from XL Gaming 80 Don't know who that is. I actually tried to look up on Twitter if it was someone I know, but it might just be a listener on the podcast side. So, And this is kind of relevant because I know, Dan, we've talked about this, but I figured with uh, Darnay on we could just talk through it again. But he, uh, he or she phrased this as, Do you think Xbox Game Studios should bring back classic games from their portfolio or should they put more of a focus on new IPs? For instance, Battletoads, Fable, Perfect Dark, Banjo-Kazooie, etc. So, like I said, I know we've talked about this before, but, um, you know, we can touch on it again real quick. So, Darnay, I'll start with you because we haven't huh? talked to you about this. What, You know, based on all the rumors we're seeing, um, we think Fable's coming back, right? Mm-hmm. Perfect Dark may be coming Perfect back. I chant about Banjo-Kazooie all the time, but what are your thoughts here? They've got all these studios, ton of talent they're developing. Do you really just want to see brand new IPs, or do you think they should kind of dip in when they can to that classic uh, IP set they have and bring back some reboots? I think it's possible to do a little bit of both. Um, you know, just to please, you know, because you have a wide variety of gamers that like both. I know that us, you know, we're a little older. You know, I, I may not be, um, but we're a little older, and uh, <laughs> I like to see. I like to see some of those old titles. Now, like you said, you know, Fable. That's been rumored for forever. I mean, it actually was a fable, Fable Legends. It wasn't a fable that everybody wanted, but they there was a fable in production. They scrapped that. So everybody feels like that's a for sure thing. Perfect Dark, we've been hearing about that with maybe the initiative. I think that's the studio that's linked to Perfect Dark. Maybe yeah. a reboot. A lot of people have been saying a rumor, but so I think you can definitely do both. I think it's okay to do both. Um, not not necessarily saying that. You know these old games we absolutely need them because they are they did purchase these new studios and i'm more of a more of a new ip guy i like new new ideas um but at the end of the day ultimately i think it's possible to do both and i think that's what they essentially are going to do and if you don't believe that they have multiple studios that are working on multiple games these studios aren't doing one thing you know i think the only studio that that actually is doing one thing maybe three four three and the initiative, but I think everybody else may be working on two or three IPs that we've seen uh, that we have yet to see. So I think you can do both, and I think that'll fill the gap. Um, there's some other areas too that I think that uh, I put up a, um, a a poll on Twitter about not poll, but just a question on Twitter about maybe reaching out and opening up possibly like a Japanese studio, mm-hmm. um, possibly doing that because that's something that I feel like they need to add to the portfolio. You know, that's something we haven't had really since 360. 
you know, yep. like an Xbox exclusive that's a Japanese game. Uh, they still have good support in that area, but um, they just haven't executed. You know, the only the only attempt they made was Scalebound, and that you know that didn't really work out. <laughs> yeah, we're not gonna talk about <laughs> well, that. Yeah, we're not. Gonna, so for one reason <laughs> or the other, we're not really gonna blame you know what really happened there. But ultimately, I just think that it's possible to do both, and I think we'll see that. I think people will get. Um, I, I'm a, I'm almost 100 percent sure we're gonna get Fable in some form, and then Perfect Dark. I don't know, but Perfect Dark was my. I, I actually now this is maybe sacrilegious. I prefer Perfect Dark over Goldeneye. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I you know See, you you ruined the second kid thing. Now. I know. I'm sorry, but I did. I did. I did, I did prefer just because of the guns and the way the game played. But it yeah, did have I, some really cool features that Goldeneye oh, could yeah. match. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh man! Oh you well, yeah. <laughs> you you the one who used him in multiplayer because oh, you can hit him. Two feet tall. Uh, I would <laughs> in a room, and I would me and my brother would play split screen. I would just put proximity mines all over the outside or like the inside of the door, and then he'd walk through and die every time. And he never yeah. figured it out. It was fantastic. No matter how many times you did it, it was still nope. fun. It was, yeah, it was still fun. So yeah, but yeah, I think I think they can do both, and I think they have enough studios at this point to be able to do both. So I, th I think that's something that they'll do. Okay. Dan, I know where you mostly stand on this, but you want to comment yeah. on it? I mean, it's just, I, I need new stuff. I mean, I, I'm okay <laughs> with a couple things here and there. Yeah. I mean, you've got enough studios. You've got to be diverse with your portfolio to a certain extent. Um, but if you're going to do it, then either do it right or just don't do it at all. You know, if you're going to give a new, there. new, a new fable, it better be super deep, super you know, fast and then, you know, very big game. Mm -hmm. um, and if you're going to do, you know, don't, don't, don't go. And we've seen some battle to stuff. I mean, aside from like some very hardcore guys that were really super excited. For That's it. a minor game. Right. Right. Minor game. Right. I mean, yeah. why wait time? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, that's not even so. That's being made. I forget the studio off the top of my head. That's not even being made by no, uh, uh, Delia, Dia Studios. Yeah. It's not even an Xbox first party. You can, you can do, you know, like he said, you know, a little bit of both. And, you know, it's, it's, it's just, I would like to see some new stuff for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I want to be wowed. If I, you know, when they come out and they show some first party stuff in July, I want to see some new IPs that go, what is that? I can't wait to play that. Mm -hmm. not, not, you know, oh, okay. It's perfect dark. Let's see what they do with it. You know, maybe. You know, or they, they, you know, we've talked about that too. You know, if they did some kind of a splinter cell thing where it was very stealth basic, that would be cool. But, yeah. you know, I want to see something that just blows me away with something that I've never seen before, you know, and that, that that's, you know, where I stand on that. And, you know, yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing because you looks said they're absolutely not Ninja Turtles. They are Battletoads. Yeah. Um, <laughs> No, I'm with you guys. I, I, we said it before, and you kind of touched on it there, Dan, is if you are going to bring back IPs, you have to do it right. So if you're talking Fable, a, a modern-day AAA RPG is very different from what it was 15 or 20 years ago. So if you are going to bring back the Fable IP, it's got to be a modern-day AAA yeah. experience, in my in my opinion, not just some type of small reboot. Do it do it well. Do it big. Go big. Yeah. And I think it will be, though. I think it will Me be. Me, too. Me too. Same with Perfect Dark. Uh, we yeah. talked about that too. If you're going to do Perfect Dark, don't make it uh, kind of a, not a remaster because it's already been done, right? But I mean, like, you've got to go big with it. It should be a big AAA experience. Yeah. A little Ubisofty if you have to. You know? 
<laughs> All right, <clears throat> let's jump into some of the game news this week. And we've got uh, not a lot of game news this week, but there is a lot of things happening in the industry, which we're going to touch on. So I haven't touched these personally, but I know there was a lot of chatter about them. It's the whole Mafia trilogy kind of coming out. And this this kind of became a debacle, didn't it? Because at first it felt like they were going to release the trilogy and all three were going to be remade and, and kind of updated. And instead, what we got was a really weird mix of of re-releases. So Mafia 1, let's go through this just to make sure everyone's clear on what's out there. So Mafia 1 is being fully remade from the ground up, uh, but it's not out until August 28th. So that's not playable right yet. Mafia 2 was a what looks to be a really poor remaster that is released right now, and there's been a ton of issues with it. Uh, mm-hmm. Graphical hiccups, frame rate issues, just all kinds of bugs. And then Mafia 3 was basically more like a definitive edition, which was essentially just your current gen Mafia 3, but included some uh, small extra content and all the DLC. So you could buy this as a package and play Mafia 2 and 3 right now, and then Mafia 1 when it releases, or you could buy them individually for uh, 30 bucks each for 2 and 3, or 40 bucks for 1 when it releases. So wow. kind, kind of a weird mix here. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I know, Dan, you've been jumping back into some of these things. I have not. Um, Darnay, where do you stand? Have you played any of these? You Mafia fan at all? Um, a little bit. Uh, I haven't played much. My, three was probably the only one I really played at any length, but I, one and two, I, I didn't play much of, to be honest with you. But I, I didn't even know that they were releasing it that way. Um, yeah, but they were, that, that was, I thought it was all coming out as just one package, and that's what everybody was getting. So uh, I think that's what most people thought when they initially announced it. So it is odd that they would do this, they would release it this way, and um, then give you, like you said, one's not coming out to the 28th of August? Yeah. And, yeah. and that one's fully rebuilt from the ground up, correct? correct? That's the only one. That's the only one that's being fully remade, yes. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I mean, and the, so to be fair, remember when 3 dropped, it was extremely buggy. It was oh, extremely yeah. Yeah, buggy. Yeah. It had all these problems. It took them forever to get it fixed. So the fact that they still, you know, obviously they, they made one over again. They're still having issues with two. And they're just giving you pretty much a, a remake of three on the same, you know, graphics. Not really any graphical boosts or maybe some additional content. That's pretty strange. I don't know how many people are Mafia fans. I mean, that's not something I'm going to put my money into. But I, if I was a Mafia fan, I wouldn't be happy with what I was offered, especially due to the fact that I—I I mean, was there really any demand for them to come out with this like trilogy? Was there some <laughs> demand? Because I, I didn't—I hadn't heard anybody asking for a mafia trilogy. We need all the mafia games in one package remastered. So sometimes companies do these odd things, very very odd things. Where I don't know how big of a, a, a call there was for these things to be remade over again. So um, I don't have such a big opinion on it. But like I said before, I, I really only played three here and there, and at the time I played it, it was super buggy super buggy so um yeah. that's about as much as i could say at this point that's a sh- extremely odd though I, that's not something that i would support if i was a, a fan of the genre or genre but the series it is weird because when they first announced it it, it did feel like oh we're getting a trilogy it's going to be yeah. all redone one package same date yeah. and then when they started sharing the details it was all over the place and the weirdest part about this if you're on xbox is that mafia 2 is backwards compatible and oh. the, re- the remaster that's 30 bucks is glitchy so you're better off just finding a disc for like four dollars and playing the mafia 2 backwards compatible so dan before you get to this let me shout out real quick uh dizzy good to see you steve's in the house too steve esposito is uh the latest contributor to season gaming so his article is featured on the site right now you can check out what's up guys uh dan i know you said you've gone back to mafia 3 
Were you trying to play two as well? Yeah, so I was literally playing Mafia 3 when the update came out. Um, I don't know if it messed it up or if it <laughs> downgraded it because <laughs> <laughs> you downloaded a patch to make it worse <laughs> it, like, it's rendering like i'm that was a trojan horse yeah I, I'm, I'm like driving around in these cars that look like they were painted by a five-year-old in kindergarten <laughs> i mean they, they, they're super like blotchy and very washed out like i get on a highway or something i'm driving around and you can't even it looks like you're just driving on like white ground Wow. This is this two or three you're talking about? This is three. Two. Oh, wow. Yeah, so three, but it's always been that way. Now, and I will 100% stand by. This is one of the hidden gems, I think, underrated games. If you take it all as a package um, of this generation. I've heard great things about the actual story and the yeah, music. The and, yeah. Outstanding. The music is outstanding. The, and really, the gameplay is really good. It's just the little bugs that they could have just ironed out with you know this little update and the really bad thing is that you know mafia 3 has been like 15 bucks for all of this stuff basically you would have got it for like 15 dollars if you had bought it any one of the dozen times it's been on sale yep or you know with the with all the down the dlc so dude i have the collector's edition right there like off camera <laughs> the big it was like 120 dollars originally i got it for 20 dollars from 2k yeah i i played uh I think I played up last time. The first time I ever played it, I played through that, and then I played. I think the first DLC that came out. I have now played it twice. I played it all this week. Finished the game. I finished one of the other DLCs. I'm going to work on the second one probably today. Um, it's still really, really good, and it still does a really good job of telling you a story. Um, and you know, the combat's pretty good. It, it, there's there's so much to it. They could have done a really good job. So that makes me a little bit more excited. Because I know the Mafia One remake is going to be have additional storylines and yeah. side quests, mm -hmm. and you know that that makes me excited. Now, if they come out and it's buggy like Mafia Two, which I also played this week, um, that's a shit show. I'm just going to go out and say that. That's <laughs> Are you, so you're saying all the same yeah. issues people are reporting? Oh my god! I was like, because I I played Mafia One on the PC when it first came out. I finished. Okay. Like, you know, great game, uh, especially for its time. Uh, Mafia Two, I was like, okay, well, you know what? I gotta, I gotta bridge the gap here. Maybe there's some storyline things, and there is, you know, no big spoilers, but there's some continuity things between two and three, um, not so much between one and two, I don't think, from what I've seen so far. But it, it plays like it's an open world game, but you really don't have to play it as an open world game. It's almost, it's very, very linear and open world at the same time. I don't understand how that. Wow. <laughs> Like, like, there's other stuff to do, but it's so boring that no. Oh. Why would you even care? Like, it's like, oh, oh, wow. bring me some cars, <laughs> money. Well, that's okay. You know, why am I doing that? You know, just because oh, you like money. You know, maybe that. I don't know. There's no real reason to do it. So you can just basically blast through it. I played for like maybe six hours. I think I'm through halfway uh, through the game right now. It's and, and yeah, and the just technically, it's a disaster. Um, hmm. I mean, you can't. People get stuck on stuff. I sat there for 15 minutes on top of a roof. Wow! To figure out how to get over to the other <laughs> side of the roof because <laughs> there was a police officer that I had to shoot, like behind a door, stuck running into the door. Just nice. Yeah, it was it was so bad. And the you know, and I look at like the graphics. I'm just like this. 
it looks like a 360 game and it plays like a 360 Th this game. is the 30 dollar version you bought yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. terrible and here's another thing just to sh you know anybody that's watching this if you're going to remaster a game don't just throw some fancy graphics on there realize that when you made this game control sucked really really bad so i was just gonna say I, I i looked it up dan this this mafia 2 originally released in august of 2010 so this is a 10 year old game yeah now, so. yeah that's a whole game yeah it, it's it's bad news i mean you could you could do a little bit better than that i mean the controls <laughs> are so bad too you know in mafia 3 it, i think it released in like 2016 so it's four it years did. but it's yeah. it still plays i would say a little better than some games that are still coming out now okay um, so if you can get three get three if you can find it really cheap pick it up it's totally worth your time. Excellent story. Really well, well written, especially if you like that kind of mob story kind of thing, you know, Goodfellas and stuff like that. Um, it's really, really good. It's it's very, it's a very brutal game. Um, as far as issues and stuff, but it's, it's yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what they're doing here. It's just, it's super weird. It's super, <laughs> yeah. super complex. Well, yeah, you know, and that's what people are doing. But then you see, you know, all these great articles praising, uh, what is it? The, the other one that came out from uh, Deep Silver, uh, the GTA clone. What the hell is it? Saints, Saints Row. Row. What? Saints, Saints Row. Oh yeah, Saints Row Three. Yeah, everybody was like, "Oh, look at this game. They did an amazing job remastering it." And you look at the comparison, it's just like, "Whoa." Yeah, Digital Foundry did an article on that yesterday, and they said it's incredible yeah. what they've done. Like the the difference is huge. Right. I've never played that game. Me neither. Play it. I like. I've played Saints Row. You know, really? Just, Neither one of you guys? I, I Not played, three. I've played I've one played and two. Three. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Got it. I played one as well. I didn't play two either, but maybe I did, maybe a little bit. But I might pick this one up, um, see how it is. Depends on the, you know, yeah, I'll be bored. Yeah, you're going to buy it later today. Yeah. I don't even know what you're talking about. I'm going to do it right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Mafia 3. And by the way, if you're like um, – if you do want to play Mafia 3 rather than spending 30 bucks, you can literally go on eBay right now or, or online. You can get the collector's edition with all that stuff and the records and everything else for like 20, 30 bucks. It still goes for that today. So nice. just a heads up. All right. Uh, a game that was received a lot better, Borderlands 3. So, nice. and Darnay, I don't know if you're a Borderlands fan or not. Oh, yeah, I am. Hell oh, yeah. good, good, good. All right. So... We got the third expansion this week called Bounty of Blood, A Fistful of Redemption, which is right on the nose for Borderlands, of course. Um, looks fantastic. They did a live stream a couple days ago. Releases on June 25th, and uh, it's a big expansion, man. Brand new planet, new enemies, a brand new town, NPCs, a new narrator that's going to guide you through, legendaries. So this is a fully featured expansion. Looks, uh, looks really cool from what they showed so far. Um, on top of that, they're making, uh, they've got another cartel, or not another cartel, another takedown mission coming in early June. Mm -hmm. And they're updating um, Mayhem 2.0 with some, you know, touch-ups and things, some yeah. things that fans have complained about. So Gearbox seems to be on a roll right now okay. with Borderlands. They're crushing it. And um, on top of that, with the 2K news we heard this week, uh, we heard that Borderlands 3 has now passed 10 million copies Ooh. sold. My goodness. Yeah, which is 50% higher than Borderlands 2 for the same time period since launch. So, yeah. they're uh, crushing the sales, they're crushing the content. Uh, I'm excited about this. We actually jumped back into Borderlands uh, Thursday night um, with Elu, who's in the chat, I was playing with. So, um, what do you think? You excited about this one? Man, look. So, right, let's, <laughs> so let's get something out the way right away. Well, if, if not for Borderlands 1, we wouldn't have a lot of these looter shooters nowadays. 
Yeah, they did. So they did set the bar. The way. They set the bar for the Luda shoot. There's still a lot of games trying to play catch up. There's still games where you don't get that that same experience. So uh, anyway, I just had to get that off my chest early. But anyway, so to Borderlands 3, I'm a huge fan of, of Borderlands and what they've been doing. I love the franchise, love the characters. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I, I play a ton of Borderlands 3. Matter of fact, I need to get back into it. I, I For the last maybe six to eight months is between that and Division 2, just jumping back and forth. Shout out to Fuzzy Belvedere. Me and him play. We're like partners on the game. We will play Borderlands together and then jump to Division 2. So I play a ton of that. Yeah, um, me I'm too. I'm super excited. They, they've seen the... This is what this is what Gearbox does, though. They, they've always supported the Borderlands 2. The DLCs... And this is very few times where I can say a company puts out a DLC that that rivals the actual, you know, mainline story. The, the DLCs have always been great. The characters that they've added to the games have always fit well. They never felt like felt like that this is just some thrown on content. Everything's yeah. blend very well, which I appreciate. You know, a lot in it and it kind of like he's the continuation of the storyline with all these different characters and branching off. But I'm excited. I mean, they're on a roll. The, the fact that they're selling as many copies as they have now, to be fair, um, the world is different. A lot of us ain't been able to go outside for six months. So that may <laughs> have a lot to do with, you know, the game sales being as high as they are. I know the industry right now is in like this renaissance period. Like the last two months have been like record sales. For yeah, we'll talk on that. Games. So, yeah, yep. we'll get into that later. But that probably has a lot to do with that. But I'm, I'm excited for Borderlands 3, the DLC that's coming out. I'm all over it. So, I mean, they, they have my money already. So there's really not much else to say. <laughs> I've always been a big Borderlands fan, and I, I, I support Gearbox for they're doing. Cool. Yeah, and funny enough, uh, Jordan said he still needs to finish the Handsome Heist. That's actually what I'm playing right now uh, in co-op. Oh. I, I haven't finished the first DLC yet. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. Yeah, and then Steve said uh, he's going through it right now as well. So cool. Yeah, it's a, it's a great game. It you know, it didn't revolutionize anything. I, I would think like one or two really did, but it, it did uh-huh. make a ton of improvements in the content. It's just so much content in that game. And it doesn't so. take itself seriously in a, in, a, in a world full of serious games. That's true. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. Dan, where are you at? I know, well, we've played, you know, quite a bit. I know you've run yeah. through this stuff. Um, did you check out this uh, third expansion? I mean, yeah, it's, it's watched. I mean, I haven't played it yet, but I'm going to, I need to just get back on. It's another one of those games where I've, it's on in the queue. <laughs> we hit the DLC. I just finished Assassin's Creed stuff, and okay. now I'm going to finish the Mafia Three stuff, and then potentially Borderlands Three. But I've got that, and maybe uh, there's just a bunch, man. That's that's yeah, a there's, there's a lot. Yeah, and, and like you know, it, it, the Gearbox has always done a really good job of this, um, giving you good content. I would have loved to have seen some maybe some more Vault Hunters, but at the same time. I probably won't go back and play, you know, a whole playthrough again on, with a new yeah. Hunter, so um, I'm fine with that. Uh, but, uh, you know, they, they just continue to do it, and they, yeah. they always do a good job, and it's always quality. You, you've got your bugs, obviously, but, you know, it's just that's what they do, you know. Yeah, that's good stuff, and the sense of humor is still there. The loot is crazy. You know, there's all kinds of builds and guns, and there's going to be more of it after this expansion, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, the only thing is, comes out June 25th, which is one week after um, Last of Us 2, and uh, nothing is going to get touched while yeah. I play through Last of Us yeah. 2. <laughs> so uh, I'll probably be visiting this maybe in July sometime before Ghost of Tsushima hits, probably. So, all right. Uh, another, well, speaking of co-op shooters, is Outrider. So this is a new one, new IP. 
uh, coming from uh, People Can Fly. So if you're yeah. not familiar with them, that's uh, Bulletstorm developers. Yeah. used to work with Epic on some games and being published by Square Enix. So you've got some pretty big names here. And uh, this is a three-player co-op shooter, very reminiscent, and I have to say it, it looks a lot like Destiny when you see the menu systems and the yeah. loot and everything else. But but gameplay looks really interesting. It's third-person perspective, which is a different take. And uh, some of the classes and whatnot uh, look really cool, too. So I know Game Informer had the... Um, the kind of first month, you know, look at this, and they really did some deep dives, which are neat that yeah. are out there. They released a new teaser last night, um, which showed you a little more gameplay in some of the menus, but then there's going to be a developer broadcast on May 28th, so this upcoming week, which they said is going to be a monthly thing till launch, which I think is cool. Dan, we were just talking about that. Why don't developers do these online streams yep. to just take time, even if it's once a month, to show us what you're making, and that's exactly what People Can Fly yeah. can do. So good to see. I think this looks really cool. We've seen these games launch with problems in the past, right? Whether yeah. it be connection, and we won't talk about it them again. If I play to every show, every show we mention Anthem somehow. Yeah. Um, but or they have no end game, Anthem again, or they have loot problems. You know, there's a built lack of character builds. There's a lot of problems that can kind of uh, crop up in these types of games. But I'm hoping that it has a pretty good foundation that they can build upon because it does look at least interesting to me. Yeah, right. it, it looks all right. Yeah, I mean, that's good. <laughs> I mean, I'm just not, you know, it's funny that I, I enjoy, like, you know, looter shooters to an extent, but they've got to be very specific, like Division 2 or Borderlands 3, you know, and it, it's 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 hard for me. Like, with Destiny, while I appreciate the game, and it's huge, huge game, but, you know, we'll, we'll see how this is. I like the third-person perspective a lot more, too, so hopefully that'll, you know, make it looks cool. Yeah, yeah, especially if it's like fluid, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, for me, Outriders kind of came out of nowhere. I didn't even know it was a thing um, until I, I randomly. I think shout out to Jamie Moran on Twitter. I think he put up a post mm -hmm. about it. Like, I can't remember how long ago it was. I'm like, what is this? So I had to just do some looking around on on uh, YouTube myself. But it looks interesting. I mean, to say the least. But the only, like you said, the only thing I worry about is that in. in because, I mean, there's a ton of, you know, looter shooters out right now. And there's a few big ones, obviously, the Borderlands, the Divisions, the Destinies. So, you know, how is it going to set itself apart? Now, obviously, yeah. having third person is different. But what's really going to set it apart? You know, we got Anthem 2.0 coming up. We don't know what changes they're going to make. Maybe that's a completely different game. So it's a pretty saturated market right now. People have a lot of time invested in those other three games. So what's going to draw me away from Division 2 or Destiny or Borderlands 3? So that's kind of... That's kind of where I'm at with it. And like you guys said, you know, traditionally these games don't come out, you know, right the first time. You know, it didn't happen for Destiny. Division had to go back to the drawing board. You know, all these games have had to essentially take a step back to make it, you know, two steps forward. So we'll definitely see. The jury's still out on it. I don't know enough about it yet, but I'm glad they're doing these uh, monthly updates. I didn't know about that. So. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be good. I love, uh, love developer updates. I love just seeing how games are made. And, um, you know, seeing what's coming. So I don't, off the top of my head, I didn't put it in here whether or not there's a release date. I know it's coming out. It's also one of the first games that's been talked about for PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. So how optimized it'll be, you know, what will separate itself between PS4 and Xbox One, we'll see. But uh, still exciting that, you know, it's another game that you'll be able to play it uh, probably, you know, in some enhanced form at launch. Mm -hmm. So. <laughs> Cloud said Anthem will finally come out of here. <laughs> don't, don't, don't hold your breath. Don't yeah. hold your breath. All right. 
So we got a couple new games and demos coming out soon, which I know some people are excited for. So uh, not too far away either. So Grounded, which is the new IP from uh, Obsidian, kind of a small team within Obsidian Entertainment. Yeah. And I know some people are really interested in this. And then some people are like, ah, this doesn't look like my cup of tea. So kind of a little, uh, you know, a more fun co-op survival type survival. game. Um, this is coming out June 9th uh, in demo form for Xbox Insiders and uh, Steam Early Access. So if you uh, are not an Xbox Insider right now and you want to sign up and get in on this, the link is on our site. You can find it there and um, hopefully you get access. I don't think they're granting every Insider access, but it's going to be kind of a pick and choose thing. So you may get lucky. And then um, Flight Simulator, which oh. I know a lot, a lot of people are excited for. Um, a lot of alphas going on right now. There are people playing it on PC. Uh, this is PC only right now. It's coming to Xbox in the future. But they have announced their roadmap. And in the roadmap, it showed that July is going to be the closed beta. So they haven't announced details of how you'll get into that. But um, that's coming pretty soon as well. So I, I hope to be able to check that out because it looks pretty incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I grounded for me. Um, it's. So, I mean, everybody makes a compare to Honey, I Shrunk the Kids joke kind of situation, but um, I, I, the game looks interesting. Um, the more I see, I, I watched that because they put out a video. It was about, you remember how, how long the video was? It was about 30 minutes or so of gameplay. Like a development of uh, Grounded? Of Grounded, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, it's, it's like 20-some minutes. It's, you yeah. can find it on the site. Yep. Yeah. And um, it looked good to me. I mean, it looks fun. Um, it, I, I don't know. Like you said, it was a small team. I don't know how many people are gonna, you know, continue to be interested in the game. I think games like this are are all just they. The content determines how big this game is gonna get in the community. You can build a community around that kind of game. The community will always support it, and as long as you provide tools and content, the game will grow. Even you know, it may not be as big as some other games, but we've seen it with CFD. The same, mm -hmm. the, the the same. I, I think people have the same idea when CFD was released as well. Like, well. What is this game going to be? And we've seen that evolve. Now I don't know if it'll it'll get to see if thieves level, but I'm I'm interested. It, it definitely looks interesting. It's a survival, um, you know, aspect of it, which I didn't know at first was actually part of the game. I thought it was just going to be some type of. I thought it was going to be like a um, tower defense kind of situation. Oh, okay. Where you had to build and you had to protect it from like ants and stuff in the yard and you know that spiders and stuff like that. But the survival aspect is kind of cool. So a flight simulator. I don't, I mean, besides the game looking absolutely amazing, I don't really have much to say because I don't play <laughs> on PC. So, I, you know, I, I, I'm looking forward to people's screenshots because I know those are going to be amazing <laughs> on Twitter. But <laughs> the, screen, the, the photo caps are going to be amazing, you know, but other than that, I don't really have much to say about flights. I got you. Yeah, so Steven Chat said, I love the controls and customization of Anthem. That's about it. So Dan actually has some... Um, spare currency that he paid yeah. for in anthem that he's uh you know still holding on to uh eternal regret is what, <laughs> what in the hell i seriously i think i got i don't even know how much i spent i don't know if it was 25 bucks i think it was 25 bucks i bought oh, one man. thing and then so I, I probably had 20 dollars of whatever that currency is <laughs> i think they call it useless yeah uh, yeah i think sure. that's what it's Wait. named but, you know, to be fair, I also have some in Sea of Thieves, I think, too, because I bought that. Yeah, but you played the hell out of Sea of Thieves. Yeah, I did. I did. I still so, jump on right. this one. Dan, yeah, um, yeah, this, this stuff, you know, grounded, nah, flight simulator. I would love to say that I'm going to be playing it. I'm super excited to see it because it looks really cool. Um, and if my little gaming laptop could run it and not look like Mafia 3 <laughs> with graphics, then I will 100% be trying it out. So, 
we'll see how it is. I'll try out, you know, I'll try both of them out, really. So. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking forward to. Uh, I think I signed up for the um, flight simulator alpha, and I can't remember now, but I've got the PC to run it right now, anyway. So. Yeah, um, actually, I definitely. Yeah, I did too. Now that you say it, because you have and you have to run your specs on it too. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did that. And mine. You have to be able to run it. Play. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm hoping I'm not. I haven't gotten a notification that I'm in. You know, I guess yeah. it's really small right now. So. Yeah. Um, but I want to check that out. So anyway, uh, funny enough, Elo asking, uh, I don't know if we talked about this. I think we talked about that last week, though, right? the aftermath expansion for Mortal Kombat 11. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for that. I just don't know if it's going to be worth $40. Um, yeah, that's uh, a lot. Um, yeah. I, I want to play. Uh, I want to play the rest of the story. I love Mortal Kombat 11. love the story mode, but uh, I'm not going to spend 40 bucks just to play a few hours of extra story. I'll probably have to wait. For sale, yeah, yeah, and it will be on sale at some point. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so much stuff coming out. That, yeah, yeah, and you know the characters. The characters are cool. I mean, I think I mentioned last week that Fujin is actually one that the Mortal Kombat community, because I still keep in touch with that community uh, on the forums and whatnot, um, that they've been asking for for years. Fujin's a super popular character. Shiva is as well. So uh, I think it's a great fan service. Nether Realm is one of the best at fan service. Yeah, um, but um, yeah, forty dollars. I don't know. <clears throat> All right, let's talk about the industry. So you touched on this, uh, Darnay, and uh, we got a lot that kind of came out this week. That's kind of both mind blowing and interesting and everything else. So. A bunch of things we can talk through here, but let's talk about first of all revenue, which will kind of make all of us uh, listening sick. So, Take Two. So Take Two is the parent company of Two K and Rockstar, um, and you already know where I'm going with this. Is yep. uh, GTA Five, Red Dead Redemption Two, and NBA Two K uh, helped Take Two gross their highest revenue that they've ever seen in fiscal year 2020. Which was just under three billion, so two point nine nine billion. <laughs> and uh, like we saw with Activision nowadays, fifty one percent of their total revenue, so uh, one point six or something like that, just over one and a half, was from microtransactions, what they call recurrent user spending, um, which was up thirty four percent compared to the prior year. Yeah. Um, and what is really kind of crazy here, and I found this chart, so I'm going to put this up real quick, is that. GTA 5 and its online component, so everything within GTA right now, is averaging anywhere from 160 to $200 million in revenue per quarter Jeez. every three months. Right. So here's how much um, Grand Theft Auto 5 and Grand Theft Auto Online are making per quarter since uh, 2014. And as you can see, in the first quarter of fiscal 2020, they made $210 million just from Grand Theft Auto V, which I continue to remind people is a game that is seven years old. Yep. Um, it's just incredible. So you, seven years later, Grand Theft Auto V and it's online. And of course, they're still developing online, right? So it's not like this is running for free. But uh, they're making anywhere from you know seven to $800 million a year just from Grand Theft Auto V. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's crazy. It's in, it's it's truly in a class of its own, man. There's nothing else close to it. Like I mean, it's 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 an it's an anomaly, man. Like it just <laughs> it doesn't happen every generation, man. No, no. Well, no, I mean, nothing, right? I mean, nothing. the only things yeah. that are even in this ballpark are really Maybe you Minecraft, know, Minecraft, Fortnite. You know, those types of yeah. games. That's about yeah. it. But it's just it's nuts and. 
you know, I'm one of those. And I think there's, you know, several other, or several others, millions of others that are like, you know, I really wanted some single player content for Grand Theft Auto five, uh, like we saw before, yeah. and uh, it just never came and got canceled, because I think of that escalation of profitable growth in, uh, in online and, you know, money speaks, right? Yeah, uh, um, crazy. And then along those same lines, Dan, I'll, sorry, one more oh, thing fine. I want to touch on is uh, EA's uh, fiscal results came out, and everyone's familiar with EA and Ultimate Team, right? Especially in FIFA, globally, yeah. Ultimate Team is huge. Um, but it's also in Madden, it's also in NHL, it's in all the sports franchises. So to put it in perspective, how much money is spent on these things? EA in fiscal 2020, same thing, annual revenue. From just Ultimate Team, this is not DLC, this is not expansions, this is not anything else but Ultimate Team within their sports franchises. They made $1.49 billion, <laughs> um, which again was up about 28% or something like that compared to the prior when they made like $1.27 billion. So $1.5 billion just from a single mode in their sports games. Yeah, that's insane. That's insane. I, I mean, can't even deal with that stuff anymore, man. <laughs> it's too much, Dan. It's too much. I mean, th th this is the thing. Didn't didn't Anthem use like the Frostbite engine, or was that? Or they use I don't know what, what. I think no? it did. I yeah, think it did. Yeah. yeah. So basically, they forced them to use an in-studio, you know, engine, which yes. caused problems. You know, yes. according to yeah. But you made one point five billion dollars, or whatever it was. Billion. Yeah. Right, and you couldn't license the Unreal Engine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, make it easier on them, so they could have you know a nice engine to run on instead of forcing them to use this garbage engine which probably forced them to cancel all kinds of other crap they had planned for the game now they have to redo the whole thing it's so ridiculous the way ea works i don't know what these guys are doing right now that own this stock or the shareholders or whatever they're probably just sitting there on their boats smoking a cigar like ah, yeah yeah you know how much that guy spent for that messier gold card yeah <laughs> Right here. It's true. It's absolutely true, dude. I, I participated in NHL Ultimate Team for one season because I wanted to see what it was all about. And I play NHL. Mm -hmm. And I, I did it for maybe a month or two. And I was like, this is a racket. This, all it is is a gambling yeah, racket. Casino, man. It is. So bad. It's so, so, bad. so bad. And then keep in mind, right, it resets every year. So even the people who had like the best, you know, spent hundreds or even thousands of dollars on this stuff, when they go into the new game, all they give you when you start in the new game are um, packs. They give you free packs to basically get started in the next game. And then you repeat the process all over again. It's crazy to me. Yeah. So crazy. Fastback, what's up, man? Good to see you. Our friends over at uh, Original Next Level Gaming Show. Shout out to NLG, man. Mike. Yeah. Good yeah. show. Good show. So anyway, um, <clears throat> let's talk about some good news, though. Growth. So that was the sickening part of the industry, right? Um, let's talk about actual growth. Uh, so console sales in April were absolutely crazy. Um, so the Switch sold over 800,000 units in April. Um, this is MPD, remember. So this isn't yeah. global. This is just kind of U.S. reported results. That makes it the best month that Nintendo has seen, and it topped the Wii's best month, and we all know how wow. popular the Wii was. Yeah. So 800K in April. The PS4 sold 411K in April, and Xbox One sold 330K. So long story short, all three consoles selling extremely well, speaking to the pandemic and everything we've seen. Yeah. And, um, you know, they did not see this is far, far above projections. And that the overall spending in April in the U.S. again, this is MPD, 
was just shy of one and a half billion dollars. And to put into perspective, this is how it compares to typical April's. Um, you sure that's not total years. paper sales in April? T total yeah. what? I'm sorry. You say you sure that's not toilet paper sales in April? <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see that chart. Yeah, Char Charmin over there is ranking in record profits. Uh, um, God. So 73% higher than 2019 this year. And uh, according to Matt Piscatella, who's one of our friends on Twitter, one of the analysts, he said uh, previously, April 2008, believe it or not, was the most profitable April of all time in the video game industry. Um, and this blows that away as well. So it just goes to show you, and again, this is just US, but we're seeing this globally, right? Just goes to show you um, how much is currently being spent on gaming. So. Um, when you see expansions, when you see all these numbers around, you know, uh, how much people are spending, how many things people are buying, game sales, et cetera, it's just through the roof right now. So I think what I'm trying to figure out is what are the companies going to do with this, right? To Dan's kind of sideways point of why are you not reinvesting this money? And maybe a bunch of the developers and publishers are, right? But uh, it sounds like this is a perfect time for this continued expansion, continued investment in game development, which will take us into the next generation because it's, there's never been a time like this for the industry. No. And I mean, so the flip side of that is that the world is upside down as well. So, yeah, you know, that's true. So, I mean, that's that's the that's the flip side, too. But back to your point, as far as um, reinvesting things like that, I don't I don't we've never experienced a boom at the at the very, very end of a generation. Like this has never ever happened. I don't think with any generation. So um, this is very unusual. A lot of companies are making a whole lot of money right now. Unfortunately, due to what's going on, yep. production—you know—the normal way of making games has halted. So people are at home. People are having to make games from home remotely. Things like that. So that, in couple with all the money they're making, it's, it's a very very odd situation. I'm sure the bank accounts are looking great. All the accounts are <laughs> happy. I'm sure they're all sitting at home like, oh, those stocks are looking mighty good today. But they can't go out, you know, well, eventually things are going to open up. People go back to normal, normalcy and making games like they normally would. So but I'm right with Dan. I'd like to see companies reinvest, um, you know, buy stew, whatever, however you want to do it. You know, just reinvest in, in uh, some new IPs, you know, back to Dan's point early in the show. He likes new games. So you know, maybe this is going to help with things like that. But it's, it's extremely healthy. It's good for all of us. I mean, we're spending money. We're doing our part in helping the economy, <laughs> 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 buying video games and things like that. But it's 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 we'll see how this is going to play out, um, you know, uh, come, I guess you say the next 12 months or so. But I'm, I'm happy. I think, you know, we're going to I think we're just going to see some good things from this. Yeah, I mean, it, it, here's the biggest thing for me, like the switch is selling almost a million consoles that's crazy. That's in, crazy. In, 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 a, in a month, a month. Right? Yeah, that's crazy. You, could, you couldn't barely find them that's the thing you know I, yeah. I mean, obviously that's why you know what we will never get a upgraded switch no <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have to stick and, and because why would you why would they for one even one second even think about that one their games are you know really don't need it necessarily and two they just sold almost a million comments. and nintendo doesn't discount anything no they don't no they like throw in a free game that's like six years old sometimes and that's it. Hey, uh, did you hear that Rygar is out now? I know. Play Rygar. I did play Rygar. <laughs> <laughs> that's when I put that on my list. No, I mean, it's fine. And we know a lot of that has to do with Animal Crossing, obviously. You know, it, it's, I still don't understand why. But then again, I got three, <laughs> three boys that are, have basically taken my switches. And 
I don't even have one anymore. So it, I get it, you know, and it, and yeah, you're right. This this is you know this thing going on. It sucks, and a lot of people are you know trying to find some kind of entertainment. It's a good way to do it. Um, yeah. Good for the business for sure. Um, I until I see some reinvestment of these you know earnings, and I'm just gonna sit here and just like this is crazy. This is crazy. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, I was uh, working on something I'm going to tease here a little later in the show. So that's why you saw me looking aside. But yeah, I, I hope, um, you know, there's a lot of things that are being considered. Uh, I work for a major corporation and and with this whole situation and everyone working from home, there's a lot of things that are being discussed that things will not go back to the way they were before this um, yeah. in the same form. You know, um, to your point, you know, a lot of studios, at least what I'm hearing is a lot of studios are looking, well, can we can we allow our development teams to just work from home? You know, you can't do that for every position, right? Cause there's some yeah. things that really need to be collaborative hand in hand, but like mocap, uh, Phil Spencer, I think talked about that, right? Like if there's any games that are needing mo mocap right now, um, they're kind of in trouble. That's a part of the development that's delayed, you know, but things like uh, artist rendering, uh, scripting, all those things can be done remotely. You don't need to be hand in hand on that. So, mm -hmm. um, kind of interesting, but, one more thing I wanted to touch on in terms of growth, which was uh, interesting as well, uh, because it speaks to kind of where the industry is heading even more. Um, and I know that uh, Carl, who's in the chat, touched on this in his article around uh, next generation PlayStation is PlayStation Now. So PlayStation Now saw about 120% growth uh, over the past six months. So back in October of 2019, they had a million, just past a million subscribers to PlayStation Now. And as of April, they now have 2.2 million. And Sony has attributed this to three things, really. Uh, one, they did that major price reduction, if you remember. They went from $20 a month for the kind of all-up plan to $10 a month, if you're a monthly person. Uh, they added more big titles, including Spider-Man, which we know is you know, the Huge. biggest exclusive for PlayStation. Um, and then, uh, of course, what we're already talking about here, the, the pandemic. So uh, good time for that. It seems that people are starting to kind of get on board with PlayStation now. And uh, I, I've been very clear, at least in my opinion, that you're going to continue to see this evolve. Um, oh, you yeah. see the success of Game Pass. They may not you know, match it one-to-one -one with day and date, first-party stuff, but they're going to continue to push this, continue to evolve it, add more games, bright, you know, brighten up that catalog. This is going to be definitely a focal point for uh, Sony going into the PS5 generation. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And anybody who thought that they weren't, you should probably go splash some cold water on your face. <laughs> you, see, you, see what, you see what's going on right now you know so this is something that like i always say the first cowboy over the hill gets all the arrows and xbox tends to be the first cowboy over the hill i mean so to speak <laughs> so, so to speak so i mean you know they get the arrows and then obviously it becomes apparent that wait this actually works this is actually something that everybody else is going to be doing as well so look at game pass look at ps now i'm excited i mean that just means more people are buying into the idea. You know, more people are using the service. That's great for Sony. You know, if you're if you're a PlayStation guy and that's all you play on, I think the definitely thing you should subscribe to the service. Yeah. I mean, it's really going to help. Yeah. They're going to bring more games. Uh, they also, you know, you're, you're seeing more Sony exclusives going to PC as well. You know, they've talked about that recently. I know Horizon's gone. Um, there's a couple other games that have gone. I think Death Stranding's going to the PC, correct? Yep. Launches um, in July, I believe. Yeah, yep. and they're talking about some other games potentially as well. So you're gonna continue to see this evolve as long as you see growth. They're gonna keep, you know, putting games in there. They're gonna keep you know, expanding and looking at other options. So it's just something that's part of gaming now. You know, if you don't 
just get up. I mean, just deal with it. I mean, if you, you don't have to subscribe to the service, but I think it offers great value, you know, especially for people on limited incomes. Yeah. Um, so it's super consumer friendly. So I'm all I fully support PS now game pass. I think those are just great options for, for us gamers to have. Yeah, it's. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Dan. I was just going to say in terms of value, right? Like end of generation, if you're one of those people or families that doesn't jump in right away, you're, you know, you're, you're still playing on PS3 or 360 um, or just now getting into the generation. You can buy PS4 and Xbox uh, One for 199 bucks, subscribe to these things, and you've got thousands of games or, or several hundred games that you can jump into. Um, it's just, it's a, you can't beat that value. You just can't beat it. No. I, think, I mean, that, that number seems awfully low. I think the problem is, I mean, I'm not debating whether it is right or not. I'm, I know it is. But it, if they were to do what Xbox did and make like a Game Pass Ultimate or a PlayStation Now Ultimate where you can do it for $15 a month where you're getting your live service plus your, yeah, you know, that's... They it's coming. I guarantee you it's coming. They have to. I mean, yeah. it's such a stupid idea not to. With as many people in their install base as they have, it would, I mean, then they're going to go, oh, this is fantastic. And then they, once they see that growth and they see how many people, they might be able to do day and date. Now, I would hesitate to say that they're going to with their first party studios. I mean, I don't know. I, mean, I understand why they wouldn't. I, but at the same time, you know, that will draw even more people in. You could have, you know, 20, 30 million people that are subscribed to this, if you were just to adjust it a little bit, you know, and make it more value for the the, the player. I mean, it, it's it's such... I mean, Game Pass Ultimate is just crazy to me. Yeah. Like, yeah. On my PC, like, you know, if I wanted to play some games on here with, like, Gears Tactics. Yeah, I've been playing Gears Tactics. Right, yeah. I mean, there's so much value there. And, and that's where they're going to be making most of their money. And PlayStation's the same way. They don't make stuff off the hardware. They make it off of the software. And... and now their games probably sell a lot more, you know, like Spider Man and God of War, those big, big games. Last of Us Two is going to be gross, you know, how many they sell, you know, copies they sell that. But I think they could still make a lot of money, <laughs> a lot of money. You know, Naughty Dog's going to make money on Last of Us Two just from the amount of shit I'm going to buy for it. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, they're already profitable. Yeah. I mean, it, it's insane, man. I mean, this is what you want to see as a gamer. You know, I would 100% if they had if they give me a combined subscription service between PlayStation Now and uh, yeah, it's yeah. coming. Yeah, I'm, I'm on it. I mean, 100%. Yeah. Well, it's funny, right? Because we talked for years, and I, I know these guys who are listening have probably noticed this too, but for years, um, Xbox and Microsoft would have run deals on a year of live, remember? It was $60, but you could always find it for like 40 yeah, you 45 still can. You still can. Yeah. You still can, yeah. So you never used to see that from PlayStation. The most you would find was a few dollars, 55 bucks or something. Now, and just this morning, I saw a deal for a year of PMS. PSN Plus for thirty bucks, twenty nine ninety nine. Wow! And, and so, not only is it end of generation, and you're getting people kind of into that ecosystem, but I guarantee you they're ramping up to prepare for a, a combination announcement for PS Now and PS Plus. And I'll make a prediction now, and this is just going way out there, but I could see Sony doing something not day and date because they kind of have a different mentality around their exclusives being pen, uh, tentpole titles um, and kind of driving console sales. They're a little more. I won't say regressive, but a little more um, conservative than uh, Xbox yeah, is from a like service standpoint. Their, game, their first parties just breathe on their own and do their kind of their own thing. Exactly. But I could see something where they say um, they evolve it, combine it with PSN Plus, and they say, okay, all first party games will launch one month after 
they launch. You know what I mean? So you still you still get those people like us who are going to buy the game day and date because we want to play it right away. But if you're a subscriber, you know, you'll get it shortly afterwards. I could definitely say something like that coming. Right. Or put a 10% discount on it, you know, to get it. Yeah. Right away. You know, kind of like yeah. that says. I would buy it. I mean, that'd be insane. 100% I'd do it. Yeah. Hey, Archimedes in the house. What's up, man? Hello from Germany. We've got uh, England in the house. We got Germany in the house. We got Canada in the house. Love it. National. Yeah, we're an international show, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, all right. Uh, let's talk about quick uh, few rumors that came out this week. Now, we didn't actually report on these uh, on the site because some of these are a little flimsy, and I try to kind of discern. Um, you know, which ones we report on, but this one's starting to build up some steam and it gets me really excited. So let's talk about it. And, and these rumors are for PlayStation five. Mm -hmm. So, uh, three things that we think people are working on. And the, for, the biggest that's been talked about this week is silent Hill. So the rumor <clears throat> is that silent Hill, a reboot is being made, uh, in combination, uh, first party. So Sony Japan studios working on this in combination with, I'm never gonna pronounce this name right, so I'm just gonna say Kichiro Toyama, we'll go with it, yep. uh, <clears throat> who served as the creative director of the original Silent Hill, and then the composer, who we actually talked about a week or two ago, Akira Yamoka, uh, who is also composing the soundtrack for uh, Medium, the new horror game from Bloober that's gonna be on Series X, uh, is supposedly back for this as well. So the rumor is that this began production last year in early 2019. It's not necessarily going to be a launch title, but there is at least a playable build of this right now. And it is expected to be shown, uh, if not with the uh, PS5, uh, not launch event, but the, uh, you know, reveal event um, sometime, you know, going into the very near future. So. Uh, I always joke, we always joke, Dan, that, you know, horror, horror movies or horror games, excuse me, not up uh, your alley here. But Silent Hill is, uh, I would say, probably second to Resident Evil as kind of the all time classic horror video game franchise. In my opinion, Silent Hill 2 is one of the top three horror games of all time. And uh, I am super, super, super excited if this is true. And it'll be a day one buy for me on PlayStation 5 without a doubt. Okay. I mean... I'm not. I don't play a ton of horror games. Now, one one of my favorite horror games. I I, I hoped at some point we get a remake of this or even a remaster. I hope you're Darkness. Oh, okay, um, excellent. Um, yeah, so that that was one of my favorite games. But I don't play a ton of. I mean, Resident Evil. You know, was everybody plays that. But yeah. um, I'm I'm excited. I mean, this it's funny because we heard about this Silent Hill rumor around Death Stranding because. Wasn't that director supposed to be doing Silent Hill? So, so Kojima and um, what's his um, name from the um, movie? Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo del Toro were they had a proposition for Silent Hills, which was going to be a new version of it, and they basically got shot down. And Guillermo del Toro, who's tried to make a few video games now, has kind of run into walls every step of the way. And he said, "I'm done with the industry." He yeah. said, "He, you know, he's done with it." But Kojima is apparently not making Silent Hill, but he's expressed interest in the next game from his studio being a horror game as well, which I think personally, I'm not a Kojima fan, and we talked about that <laughs> ad nauseum, but I think the horror genre is where Kojima could really shine, in my opinion. Yeah, he's a savant. He's, a, he's definitely a savant. <laughs> he's a specific, he's a, he's a pretty eccentric guy. But yeah, I, yes. I'm, honestly, I, if, if this is a game, I, I know some PlayStation fans are really happy for it. I hope they get it. I hope we see it. Um, it sounds like it's going to be great. The fact that they went back and grabbed the original creative director, the, the, the OG Silent Hills, is always a good thing because you're going to get that same feel. That's what you want. You know, that classic Silent Hills, uh, Silent um, Hill feel. 
So yeah. I'm just happy if you're a PlayStation fan and you know this is another game that's going to be exclusive, another game you know to add to the portfolio. So you know ultimately I think it's a good thing if it, if it happens. So yeah, yep. Dan, day one? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Two seconds so, away from a stroke anyway. So <laughs> yeah, we always joke about the horror games. So no biggie. We'll jump to the next one, which is uh, Gran Turismo Seven. So uh, this one is a lot more obvious in my opinion. Um, yeah. Gran Turismo Sport came out was really more of a shell of a game when it launched. Yeah. Uh, very bare bones kind of online game, but they've they've done a ton of incredible improvements over the past couple of years. It's a much more fully featured game now in terms of tracks, car selection. Um, it is highly regarded in terms of the actual physics and the and the models there. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if uh, Polyphony Digital has been working on this in terms of adding a more fully featured kind of career mode, you know, that single player experience to just basically build it up into a fully featured Gran Turismo title uh, to either launch with PlayStation 5 or be in that launch window because it's an absolute no-brainer that we're going to get the next Forza. And Forza's been being worked on uh, for three years now, so it should be yeah. an incredible, okay. incredible title. Yeah. And I'm more of a Forza guy myself. Like many, I grew up in the PS1 area adoring Gran Turismo. I mean, as a car guy, I told you, that game, that's all me and my friends played for years, Gran Turismo 1, 2, and 3. I mean, it just it dominated everything. But when Forza came out, um, in my opinion, Turn 10 has really passed them. Polyphony Digital got away from what made them great, and, and Forza's passed it. So we'll see. I think it would be fantastic to see a new PlayStation, new Xbox, and they have a new Forza, a new Gran Turismo all at the yeah. same time, because that would be just be really cool. Yeah. And, and so, I, I mean, I don't know. So are we expecting that, that new Forza launch or just launch yes. with they haven't said, but you can you can trust me on this. It'll be there. Okay. All right. Series X. Okay. All right. All right. So I hadn't heard and much I, about that. And, and I expect it to be one of the games that has 120 FPS. Uh, oh, absolutely. Mode. Absolutely. They were able to do, um, well, I mean, they were able to do, well, Forza Horizon was able to do the, uh, the was it 60? I know you had, a, you could switch yeah. between 4K 30 and then 60 you know, 60 yep. frames and 1080p. So if that game's able to do 60 locked on a, on a 1X, then I'm hopefully this one on PCs as well as um, uh, the Series X can do the 120. That'd be yep. great. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, uh, Gran Turismo, like you said, it's it's a staple. You know, hopefully they do the game justice because I'm not that big of a racing fan. This definitely be for a uh, fuzzy fuzzy Belvedere. He is the race <laughs> car fanatic. So um, I yeah. remember we've talked about that. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, he's a yeah. race car race car game fanatic. So um, I'm just like I said, if you're a PlayStation fan, this is another game you've been looking forward to. Hopefully, you guys get exactly what you want. So that's pretty much all I have to say about that. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got GT Sport right now. I, I didn't realize we were talking, I know, in the chat with Bert, and he's like, oh, yeah, there's a single-player campaign. I'm like, I, when did that come out? <laughs> but I want if it comes out, I wanted something more like Forza, where you've got a championship series where yeah. you know, it's a little bit more customizable. I mean, but, but then again, it, it's, it's, it's a gorgeous game right on the PS4. Um, yeah. I think just as much as Forza is. Um, they do a really good job with the modeling and stuff like that. So, yeah, this is you know huge for. I mean, there's always going to be that one racing game, right? That's you know going to kind of it brings people in that aren't typically racing racing game people into the to the genre to, to pick it up. Forza is really good at that. Horizon is even better at that. Um, and GT used to be. I mean, like when you said, you know, back in the PlayStation days, that was awesome. The race. Yeah, that was it, man. And it was awesome. And so hopefully they can bring it back, make it up to its former glory, and I'm ready to do it, man. 
Yeah. Uh, funny enough, Fastback says, I would love a story mode in Forza and Gran Turismo. And uh, one of the things I didn't have on here, but that came out this week, is uh, another kind of major player, creative director on, oh man, I'm blanking now. But one of the major creative directors for Sony First Party has actually gone to turn 10. And on his resume is uh, talking about creative director and mocapping for um, the next Forza franchise. So um, there's been some, you know, you can get, speculate on a lot of things from yeah, what that yeah. means. But uh, it wouldn't surprise me to this point to see more of a kind of career slash story mode in uh, in the next Forza that we're going to see. Probably in July we'll see this. So... <clears throat> I think that's really what's been missing in these games is uh, is really making you feel like you're the you're the person racing these cars, right? Having some customization, having some story behind a uh, actual career mode, which I know games like uh, Bert talks about, like F one, right? You're you're kind of racing, and then there's RPG elements to it, and you're involving your team and all these things. And these games need to go that route. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so uh, Darnay, you a fan of the Souls games at all? Not much. Um, okay. My you like, like Dark Souls? Like <laughs> yeah, Dark, Dark Souls, Bloodborne. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I'd rather just slam my hand in the car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So apparently I'm going to talk to myself on this next one. Because, uh, sorry, Dan... I don't know what you're expecting, Ainsley. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the only other rumor for the PlayStation 5 is that Bluepoint, so the uh, a fantastic studio that's done a number of uh, notable remakes, or uh, uh, they did, um, oh, God. Man, hungover guys. What's oh, the uh, Shadow of the Colossus? They did the uh, highly acclaimed Shadow of the Colossus remake, and they'd, um, they've done some other great work as well. But the rumor is that they're remaking Demon Souls, which was the first Souls game before the whole Dark Souls franchise really took off. And Demon Souls, if you've gone back to try and play it recently, is very, very, very antiquated. So if you thought that uh, like uh, Dark Souls 3 or Bloodborne were tough, don't go play Demon Souls. It is, uh, it's a nightmare. So this could be really interesting. Um, you, there's a huge fan base for the Souls games out there. You know, I think they announced that the Dark Souls trilogy has now sold nearly 30 million copies, with Dark Souls 3 selling over 10 million. So, I mean, it's a, it's a big yeah. market for those games. And Bloodborne yeah. is one of the most, you know, beloved uh, PS4 yeah. titles. Yeah. So it could be really interesting, you know, to think about what a, uh, a fully remade Demon Souls could be on the PlayStation 5. Um, I would be pretty excited about that, personally. So... <laughs> you and you alone. Yeah, on this podcast, I'm all alone, so I'm gonna have to get chat involved or something. <laughs> <laughs> but he's right. I mean, why? I've never understood those games. I, I mean, yeah, you guys like the challenge. I get it. You know, you beat a boss, and you're like, oh, I get so much fulfillment. You know what? I get the same fulfillment about eating a steak or a pop tart or. <laughs> it does not matter. Well, it's, it's the so same type hard. of fulfillment as uh, like beating the expert levels on Hyperdot. Like it's that same exhilarating I feeling. Because I suck. You know, listen, I, like I said, I've always said, you know, I'm 45 years old. I can barely hit the toilet when I take a leak. I mean, I, if you want me to parry and roll and dodge and be super unforgiving because somebody, you know, farts in my direction and I lose half my health, you know, I, I don't need that kind of, you know, super challenging stuff i want to be able to relax when i play video games and and i i can't do it but i mean cool for demon souls fans i guess you know that's fine again always got to remake something can't come up with it well that's what archimedes just said in the chat he's like it's a it is a great studio he really wants them to do an original ip they do a yeah. lot of remakes though that's kind of their claim yeah, yeah blue point kind of does that yeah, yeah. i yeah. guess you know and 
you know, fine, I guess, you know. Nice. Walter said it's one of his all-time favorite games. All right, Walter, I need you on this chat because I'm going to read up. So, well, and we know, remember, that From Software uh, is making um, Elden Ring, Elden right? Ring. Elden Ring, yeah. yeah. And we and should we see that. Who's going to show that? Who stage that's going to be on? So Xbox has the marketing for it. They, oh, okay. I didn't know yeah. that was confirmed. I, I wasn't aware. So Yeah, yeah. So they had the marketing for Souls 3. And um, from what I've read anyway, I don't know if it's fully confirmed, but from what I've read, they do have the marketing for that. So I don't know because they've said the July showcase will be first party. So I, uh, I'm hoping we see it here in a few weeks in June when we have that big showcase with uh, IGN when they do uh, the big publisher showcase. So mm-hmm. we'll see. All right, guys, why don't we talk about um, what we're currently playing? So, uh, Dan, I know you kind of already touched on the Mafia stuff. I see you've got Iron Man VR here. So that demo came out this week. Um, I know you said your kids were kicking your butt at it, but uh, how is it? It's so, again, old guy. I sat down and played it. I like sitting because, one, I don't want to fall over. And, two, I'm afraid that I'll fall over. Um, (laughs) But you get into it, and it's like, okay, cool. It's really fun. They did a really good job with controls. Um, just, just there's like a basically a time trial, uh, like your first, you know, tutorial level, and then there's like another level where you're. It's more of a combat-based trial tutorial. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of the first mission. It's super cheesy, like super cheesy. Like Are you like flying through rings. Like yeah, well, yeah, well, no. Now that part is is kind of cool. That it's, oh. like, it's not. I'm talking more of like the. The dialogue and stuff—it's like they took uh, they took like Robert Downey Jr.'s character as Iron Man and then made him into a more annoying person. Which, <laughs> you know, it's just really, really cheesy dialogue and stuff. Um, oh, but, is it really? Oh, it yeah. is. It drives me crazy because I'm like, man, because the rest of this game is super cool, like just the flying and stuff. It plays like, well. It, it plays really, really well. Very, very reactive. Um, you know you. I played it. It was a you know trial to go through it, and I was like, okay. It took me like four minutes to get to the time trial. I was like, okay, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. My son gets on it, minute eighteen, and then <laughs> another one gets on there, and he's like, I can beat this, and he's like, a minute fourteen. So that's basically what they did. So they just basically got on there and tried to beat each other while yelling at each other at the same time. It was actually kind of hilarious. <laughs> so, but they they really enjoyed it. I really really liked it. Um, I think it take. I think you have to stand up to play it, though. In all honesty, because sitting down, you're kind of limited into like your movements and stuff. And um, so, I'm definitely going to pick this one up, give it a shot. It was really, really fun. I like the Marvel universe, so I'm a big fan of Iron Man. And we'll see, man. I'm for sure, picking up day one. I don't know if I'll be able to play it because my kids will probably be taking it from me, but. Short of that, um, I've been playing just the Mafia games. A little bit of like Batman, Arkham Knight. Oh, yeah, you still still going through that? Yeah, a little bit here and there. I just kind of pop back and forth. Realized that game is super dated. The controls are still good, but it, it's I never really noticed before, but it's like perpetually raining. So it's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's kind of Gotham, though. You know yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean there's got to be a like a break in the storm, like when you're... <laughs> but it's like constantly raining. Uh, and then I downloaded Alan Wake because I've never actually. Ah, oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. And get yeah. to the end of it and finish it up. Okay. Awesome. So, so you, how far? I don't even know. I'm fumbling over words because I'm excited that you're going to try Alan Wake. So, yeah. have you started playing it yet? No, not yet. Nope. Okay. So, I will tell you ahead of time it is kind of a horror esque game. I know. It is. Yeah. I, I was going to say. Right. 
but it's a fantastic game. It's actually one of my favorites from last gen. Right. I'm hoping it's more. Yeah. I mean, I played like I said, I played a little bit, and it's it got me a couple times. You know, though as much as I played it, but I'm kind of looking forward to like maybe more of a control, you know, thing instead. So yeah, it's it's, it's yeah very of, different from that. Yeah. 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 What's up, Haz? Good to see you in the chat, man. Welcome. What have you been up to, uh, Darnay? What are you uh, playing kind of right now? Um, To be fair, I'm going to be 100% transparent. The last two weeks, I haven't played a damn game. Um, wow. Just because I, I work so much. Um, okay. I work a lot. So uh, that's what I've been doing. But generally, Borderlands 3, Division 2, I'm a looter shooter kind of guy. Nice. Um, nice. More so recently. I'm waiting on this Minecraft Dungeons to come out Tuesday just because I'm really excited to play that i think it yeah. looks great and it gives me an excuse to get back in minecraft because i i way back in 360 i played the crap out of minecraft when my kids were a little younger with them mm -hmm. and i got in the creative mode and got in that community and started building all kind of crazy stuff but um ever since then i haven't really gotten into it so it kind of gives me a reason to get back into minecraft um um but um that i still got to finish doom eternal streets me of too I, I need to beat that on the hardest difficulty streets of rage. It's, it's unforgiving as hell. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much what I've been playing. Um, yeah, I want to download. Uh, I want to get Man Eater. I'm just not sure. <laughs> yeah. if, I mean, you guys have that, or I don't. I don't. But um, Cloud, who was in the chat, I think he had to take off. But uh, he's doing the review for us as we speak. Okay. So uh, our review of it will be probably. This weekend, I, people seem to be liking it. Yeah, I, I watched some a uh, couple people on Mixer, you know, um, even even Twitch earlier on my laptop, um, you know, playing it. I mean, it looked it looked fun. I mean, it looked like you know, I, sometimes you just need a game where you don't have to think. You just do stuff. I agree. You know, like and that's what that looks like. Some I can jump into. I don't need to put a ton of hours, and I can get a, a, a fulfillment out of putting half an hour into the game and put it down and come back to it later. So it looks fun though. So that's maybe another game I'm picking up besides next week Minecraft done. Okay, and there we go with Game Pass, right? Dungeons yep. already pre-installed, no, no, no. ready I, to go. I, I bought Minecraft Dungeons. I wanted to support, you know what I'm saying? So Game Pass supports them as well, but I, I purchased it. Like, I bought Good. it. Yeah. Good. Yeah, it looks it looks fantastic. Can't wait to jump into that. Uh, Shizno said Man-Eater is very fun, a lot better than I expected. That's good. I'm hearing that from most people playing it. They're really enjoying it. I think it's hilarious that it's like an RPG where you're a shark. A shark? That's crazy. <laughs> like, what? That's yeah, amazing. I think it's such a cool idea. It is. It is. So I don't. I don't have too much to share here, guys. In terms of playing, uh, I keep feeling like I'm saying the same thing every week because I'm playing a lot of service games. You know, like you said, you Borderlands Three and Division, right? It's like those yeah. are universes that you're just continually playing week after yep. week, and that's kind of where I am. I'm playing a lot of World of Tanks still. There's just events left and right, and uh, playing the hell out of that. Playing a lot of. I'm back in the Smite, which is a MOBA. If you're not familiar with it, and uh, I play that with a couple buddies. Uh, Elo and Chap start playing that again with us. Um, and then I did start playing golf with your friends. Um, I actually had codes for this game ahead of time, and then they added it to Game Pass anyway. So if you haven't checked this out, it's like a, a miniature golf kind of over-the-top game that you can play with 12 friends. You can have 12 people in the lobby. And, uh, yeah, it is on Game Pass. It is kind of funny. It's very simple. It's one of those games you can just jump in and goof off. Um, but, you know, with a group, it's, it's funny. So check that out if you haven't. But um, no, I'm looking forward to Minecraft Dungeons, and then really my focus. I know I've said it several Last times. Of us too. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't wait, man. I am yeah, so yeah, yeah. so excited. Um, yeah, God, um, I'm taking off of work a few days. It's going to be fun. So, 
All right, man. Um, so that that's probably going to wrap us up. I do have one thing to tease real quick, and I've got a couple few things to shout out here as we close out. But we have uh, Chris was just asking about um, hats for season gaming. So the company that we went with for the shirts and mugs and stickers and all that stuff that we're selling um, doesn't do hats. And what I've done a lot of research on this because I'm really picky about the stuff we sell um, to do hats well. They're they're not cheap you know, to get them really kind of embroidered and customized and colors and everything. And so I'm still trying to find the best company for hats, but they will be coming in the future. But we do have some new designs coming for our season gaming merch. And one of them I'm going to tease right now that Diego put together for us. So the most popular design we've had so far is the Synthwave. And Dan, neither me or you are wearing it right now, but um, or yesterday. I saw Steve, Steve bought one yesterday, funny enough. Um, <clears throat> but uh, he made what's called a Synthwave 2. And I uh, really like this. It's still got that 80s kind of cyberpunky vibe. And so this is going to go live probably. Um, oh, I, wow. I would say by next week. Uh, it's kind I'm of already that. in this. Yeah, it's really cool, man. Uh, it should stand out really well on shirts uh, oh, and yeah. even mugs. And um, it's it's already on the store. I just don't have it live. I'm still kind of fine tuning it. You have to do a lot of things to get it nice and right. So I'm going to uh, be probably rocking that here in the very is that near. Diego Panero? Yeah, yeah. Diego does. Uh, Diego. Diego's awesome. Does a lot yeah, of our graphic work, and yeah. him and I are working on a bunch of things right now. So uh, this is one of them. We have a few other things coming, um, but yeah, that'll be live for sale well, soon. That's ironic because him and I are also working on a couple things. Good, yeah. good. Yeah. I recommend <laughs> him to everyone. So yeah, yeah, he's awesome. He's amazing, man. Shout out Diego. They act. This logo on my screen. He made that. Yes, I know. I know. Yeah. He told me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he does, he just does great work. He's creative and um, he's a great guy as well. So um, I always tell people to reach out to him. All right, so a few things. Um, we had uh, new more new contributors, so it's been a fantastic year for season gaming. I've talked about uh, the growth we've seen, the traffic we've seen, and more people kind of joining the crew to participate. So we uh, two new people joined this week. Uh, Elu Spook, who's in the chat right now, uh, whose real name is Patrick. He put a fantastic article up on the about the grind that we see in uh, a lot of games. That's up now, and he's uh, you know uh, one of our new contributors. So please welcome him. And then Steve had to take off, but Steve Esposito is the other one that joined this week. His first article is featured on the site right now as well. And that talks about uh, the relationship between developers and their fans and particularly calls out Bioware and Bethesda, um, obviously for Anthem, Fallout 76, and some of the other things we've seen. So um, really cool to welcome them to the site and a lot of new updates coming uh, to Season Gaming continually. So just stay tuned. Uh, tease the merch already want to thank everyone too for the YouTube support we've seen so about a month ago we were creeping up on 4,000 subs and we've just blown by it so um, awesome just, man congratulations yeah. thank you yeah it's it's surprising and um, you know we've got all kinds of different content because we're not just the podcast we do controllers and videos and hardware and all kinds of stuff and so just a lot of good responses there so it's been been a lot of fun but um uh, Darnay, it's been a blast having you on, man. I know we uh, we kind of talk offline, but uh, we definitely got to do this more often now that we're yeah. in a good rhythm with this show. And, um, yeah, it's always fun just talking to – I say this every time because those are the kind of people we invite on the show. But it's fun talking to other passionate gamers who have a love for kind of everything and who have been around a while and really know um, – you know, really know what's going on. So uh, go ahead and uh, just want to say thank you, but go ahead and shout out anything you want to shout out and um, go for it. Well, first and foremost, Dan, Angel, you guys are freaking amazing. Thank you guys for allowing me to be on the show, man. It's been a great experience. You, you guys, once again, if you're a fan of mine, please go 
you know, if you're a fan of my show, please go follow these gentlemen and what they're doing here on Season Gaming. So big shout out to you guys for just inviting me on the show. Now, you guys can check us out. We are having a show this evening, 6 p.m. AZ time. Sorry, it's specific time at this particular point, but uh, you have to figure <laughs> out depending on where you're at. So it's uh, about seven day. hours from now. Yeah, yeah, it's about seven <laughs> hours from now. Thank you for the plug. I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, so you guys can check us out this evening. We don't have a guest this week, but we got some people lined up for the rest of the month. Um, gonna have a great show, so you guys come tune in. Um, you know, follow me on Twitter. That's where you'll be able to see all of the updates on what's going on with the show. We got things cooking up. Merch, you know, speaking of merch, we got that as well coming up. So Excellent. doing a lot of different things, but I'm just happy to be here with some awesome gentlemen, like-minded people as well as super intelligent. So thank you once again. And uh, it won't be the last time. I got to get Dan on the show now. I gotta get Dan Absolutely. On the podcast. Yeah, Dan. Yeah. Yeah, brother. So yeah, for sure. I'll, I'll hit you up, man. And, uh, we'll, we'll get you on. But once again, Ainsley, you're an amazing, amazing person and you do an amazing show. And one of the few, you know, gaming, not gaming communities, but like podcasts and the whole season gaming movement. I really follow you guys and, uh, you know, much respect and growth in the future, man. Thanks, man. Really appreciate that. Really appreciate that. So yeah, no, it's been a blast. Um, Dan, anything you want to shout out? No, man. Let's do this. All good. <laughs> All right, Chad, you guys have been great. Thanks today for hanging out, as always. And um, we will see you next week. Take care.